The didgeridoo means it's time for the Australia News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McCarran from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, August 10th, 2015. Well, g'day folks and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 363. And no, <laughs> sorry David, we're not going to be talking about obscure Australian political parties this week. No, sir. No. Oh, come on, this man. This is a G-rated a really podcast. Cool, man, they've got a Dash 8 pilot for a senator. He's really cool. He had a really unique way of paying for his uh, flying lessons. Well, folks, you'll have to plough back through the archives at plainecrazydownunder.com if you'd like to hear Grant's interview with that person. I think I set that one out. Anyway, let's not talk about the <laughs> sex party, Grant. Good Lord, how did that come about? Let's talk about something equally as repulsive, Tiger Air. Hey! <laughs> That's one way of linking the two. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, actually, more specifically, Grant, let's talk about what Virgin Australia, who owns Tiger Airways these days. Well, you know, Grant, I wonder all those trips to Bali you've been doing, I wonder if you'll be doing them anymore. Well, I won't be doing them direct from Melbourne to Bali, that's for sure, because uh, Tiger's taking over the route. What's happening is uh, Virgin has decided, as part of its shifting and restructuring a little to help uh, get itself back to profitability, that they're no longer going to be flying Virgin 737s from Adelaide to Denpasar, Perth to Denpasar, or Melbourne to Denpasar. They're going to be flying Tiger Air 737s. And those aircraft will actually be operated on the Virgin Australia International AOC, Air Operator Certificate, with Virgin pilots on board, but they'll have Tiger Air colouring, Tiger Air seating and Tiger Air uh, cabin crew. Uh, they will actually have a couple of rows up the front and at the uh, overwing exits with more space that you can pay more to get. They won't be <sighs> like, you know, yeah, I know. Good, 30, good old Tiger hey, Airways. <laughs> But 39-inch, apparently. They may actually have one row with 39-inch seat pitch, which is pretty good. That's not bad. But the problem is it'll still be narrow three-abreast seats, not the nice big roomy side-by-side two-abreast seats like we normally get in business class with Virgin. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, on our next (laughs) Bali flight, we may have to go up to Sydney and then across in order to um, fly with Virgin rather than go Tiger Air. Can you get a boat over there to Bali, Grant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not impossible to get boats to Bali um, or to fly up to somewhere else and then hop across and so on but uh, could you say yeah, look, could you say fly to London with Qantas and then perhaps come back yeah yeah you could do that too mate you could do that too good lord but, it's interesting actually isn't it because uh, Tiger Airways uh, their fleet consists currently of 13 A320s so uh, when the news came out uh, last week that uh, they'd be uh, augmenting their fleet with some 737s I was wondering how they were going to pull that off were they going to you know retrain pilots of their own but no as, as you mentioned there Grant uh, they're actually going to basically it's still going to be a Virgin service, except uh, it'll be in Tiger Airways colours. That's the one, mate. It's going to be maintained in the same uh, group that does the uh, rest of the Virgin fleet. It's only going to be three seven three seven eight hundreds that go across to Tiger. So they'll still be running their 13 uh, A320s. Then they'll have the three seven three sevens who'll be on the AOC and flown by Virgin. But because you've got extra seats in them and you've got the Tiger cabin crew, then you're going to be earning more and paying less automatically. So uh, that's what they're going for. They're hoping that's going to offset because Jetstar, of course, are flying uh, the 787s and the A330s on the equivalent routes, as are some of the other airlines, such as AirAsia X. 
And so they've got larger aircraft, which of course cost more, but they're packing more people in, um, especially those Jetstar plastic, fantastic sardine tins, mm-hmm. 330 people in a 787-8. So, hey, hey, um, let, let's not soiree ever into bagging your pet hate airline, Grant. We're bagging Tiger Airways at the moment. Oh, your pet hate airline. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I got my pets mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now, of course, uh, Virgin Australia has been uh, in the news a lot this week aviation-wise. Not only uh, that move, reconfiguring some of their route structure and uh, bringing in Tiger Airways into it, but also, Grant, they've been converting some orders for 737-800s into 737-8 Maxes. Now, can I drop my Max flight joke, Grant, again? Uh, can we stop you? So, Grant, if you flew on a 737-8 Max, would that mean you're having a Max flight? Uh, you definitely would be, but... It's three years in a row I've been trying that one. Hey! One day he may actually respond. No, but don't I don't forget, it. it's actually the 737 Max 8. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> There's so many <laughs> Maxes going around. Could be a Max T for all I know. Dude, as the phrase phrase goes, it's the Max that counts. <laughs> there you go. So that's very interesting. They've got orders at the moment with Boeing for 17 uh, 737 800s. Uh, they're going to turn those into 787 Max 8s. And Grant, also Virgin says that uh, despite the fact that they announced another financial loss this year, that uh, it's not as much of a loss as they made last year and they're on track to get back to profit. So that's a good thing. That's right. They reckon uh, next financial year should see them back in profit. They definitely reduced the size of loss. It's a very dramatic reduction in loss, which, you know, yay, that's a good thing. But how long can they keep hemorrhaging money is the big question. Hopefully not too much longer. And uh, yeah, you're right about the orders, mate. They've already got 23 Max 8s on order. So uh, this is... By converting those 17800s and delaying them, oh, they're doing a Qantas. They're delaying the slots. So I'm wondering if they got some extra money by um, bringing slots forward for others. But that'll give them a total of 40 Max 8s on order at the moment. They're going to take another four new 800s, but they're going to return three older 800s to lessers during the year. So, And then another three are going across to Tiger Air. So... They're actually slightly reducing their 737 fleet and delaying the new ones, but they'll get the better aircraft. So it's 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 very much like Qantas did with the 787-9s. Keep pushing them back and make the decision as late as possible and, and pony up the money later so you've got more time to all do something like, you know, paying down your debt to perhaps, you know, try and help increase your uh, credit rating perhaps. Ah, nice segue there, mate, as we move across to their competitor Qantas who uh, apparently are doing just that. They certainly are, mate. And in fact, Qantas, are really hitting a lot of runs lately. They're getting a lot of good press and they seem to have, like I was saying the other week, they've stopped faffing around and doing silly grandstanding stuff and actually got down and seem to be running an airline. Uh, So either they've found new ways to cook the books or they're actually doing things right. And I suspect a a lot of it is the latter. They've been paying down a lot of their debt and as a result, Moody's Investors Services have uh, upgraded their uh, unsecured credit rating one whole notch from BA2 to BA1. Well, there you go. And this article we're reading here in australianaviation.com.au, right down the bottom, Grant says that uh, Qantas was expected to report a statutory net profit in the vicinity of $600 million Australian dollars, according to market estimates, when it hands down its report on August the 20th. Well, Grant, we quite often talk a lot about the, the two big heavy hitters in the Australian uh, aviation market here. But, Grant, let's talk about a smaller airline, a FIFO, a fly-in, fly-out specialist, and that's Alliance uh, Airlines. Now, uh, I don't know, things are not going so well there. Of course, the Australian mining boom 
boom, which uh, peaked a year or so back, I guess now, and is now on the decline, means that there's not as many fly-in, fly-out workers, and uh, that's having a real effect on smaller airlines like Alliance, to the extent now that they're uh, closing down one of their heavy maintenance bases in Brisbane, Grant, and I note with interest that's the second heavy maintenance base that Alliance has closed in Australia this year. Yeah, it certainly is, mate. They fly the Fokker 50, which is the uh, the latter version of the Fokker F27 Friendship, uh, twin turboprops and all that, uh, carries about 50 passengers or so. Then they've got a few Fokker 70s, the long-range versions, carries about 80 people, and then the Fokker 100s, which, hey, guess how many people they carry? Uh, 98? 100. Oh. Very close, mate. Oh, well geez. done. But uh, they've decided that it actually is going to work out cheaper for them to send their uh, Fokker 50s on approximately a 21-hour flight all the way to Bratislava in Slovakia than to continue maintaining their own uh, heavy maintenance depot here in Brisbane. And, you know, it's a bit of an indication. It's not just the wages. It's also the amount of paperwork you have to do, the, the accreditations you must maintain, the uh, keeping all your uh, people current, keeping them all up to date with all their credits and uh, keeping the audits that go through all the time, keeping CASA happy and all that kind of stuff, it really adds up. So it, it actually works out cheaper for them, apparently, in the long run, to send them all up to Slovakia, have them maintained there by uh, Lufthansa subsidiary Austrian Technik. And as some have said, it's pretty close to where the Fokkers are from, so those uh, spare parts are a lot closer there. And uh, it's it's a big thing when you go and do heavy maintenance. You're talking about thousands of man hours to effectively strip the aircraft right down and rebuild it. I could see where it would work out. Uh, there's a lot of people unhappy about it, though. Yeah, well, not, not the least of which would be the uh, 22 staff positions at that Brisbane base that are going, Grant. But uh, interestingly, um, the airline is saying that uh, this will give them an immediate cash saving of about $20 million a year. And the redundancy costs for those 22 staff would only be about $800,000 of that. So that probably goes to highlight what you were talking about there. But on the downside of that, Grant, you know, more heavy maintenance jobs uh, leaving Australia. That just seems to be a, a nonstop trend of this. Um, they still will be doing line maintenance here, but not heavy maintenance. Um, this goes along with the base in Adelaide that they closed back in April of this year. So, yeah, not good times for Alliance Airlines, but uh, I guess when you're, uh, you know, working on things like the mining boom and making your profits out of that, I guess you've got to do it when the times are good and stash it away for the times when they're not so good. Alliance Aviation shares at the moment are only worth 49 cents. So a week of ups and downs here on the Australia Desk Grant. Uh, some good news, some not so good news, and, uh, well, that's the way it goes. Ups and downs, well, what do you expect, mate? You started the whole segment off by talking about the Australian sex party. Oh, dear. I've got nothing. Until next week, I'm Steve Fisher. And I'm Grant McCarran. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Where's the off button? <laughs> I've floored him. I've stumped him. Southern Skies. Online Media.